Hey, welcome back to 4th the Road, everybody. I'm Rose Punk Rock. We got the whole crew with us today. How, how you been, Jim? Uh, okay, not bad. Yeah? Been yeah. Just been UA, that's all? Shut up. People don't even know what the hell you're talking about. That is a unauthorized absentee for, for those that don't know. I'm just giving you shit, man. It's good. It's, you know, I'm just, just happy you're with us today. That's all. I've been banging listen- it out. Our <laughs> listenership went down like a quarter without him. <laughs> No, it really did, man. It really did. That's because my grandma watches. <laughs> did I tell you guys that my mother-in-law listens? What's no, your name? You said your boss does, though. Yeah, my boss does too. Um, but no, every every now and then I'll go look look at the demographics of the show. It breaks it down by country, age, gender, and all this other shit, right? And there is, it's like point. You know, however many fucking zeros, one percent, and it's in the uh, women over sixty group. I was like, "Oh, smart!" Ooh, now we're talking, right on. So, does, it, hey, uh, does it show phone numbers too? Hey, mom. <laughs> uh, just in case you're listening to this one, Jim is uh, single and ready to mingle. Wait, wait how do we know that's not Debbie uh, on the <laughs> <laughs> on the demographic right there? Ding, Debbie. It's because we don't have any comments on our YouTube video warning <laughs> young impressionable women of the sins of tattoos and mandatory gangbangs. Dude, that shit had me fucking rolling. I was dying when I like looked onto the to the thread and I was like, why why is everybody liking this comment? What's going on over here? And I went and saw it and I was like, oh shit, here comes the the lady that's preaching, watch out for those big bad motorcycle guys. They're gonna they're gonna turn your your daughters out, and they're gonna fucking pimp out your wives. And oh my fucking god, man! Yeah. So so to, so to bring the listeners up, I did a post uh, aimed at at women, you know, telling them, hey, support your old man. You know, if he's looking at a motorcycle club, support him, and it opens up a whole new world for you. So. Uh, Pass around Debbie came on there, and immediately with the uh, oh my god, don't do it, ladies. They're gonna use you for sex, and they're gonna pass you around to every member. It's required, and that just lit everybody up. <laughs> Here's the thing: that post you did it was a great post. It was classy. It acknowledged like you know, like real legitimate relationship struggles and some things that come up with the club, and and just being like, hey man. This has nothing to do with you ladies. Men just have a desire to be around other men and do men's shit. Like, and that's not a hole you can fill. And here's some advice. And then she went fucking rampant fucking gang rape on it. Like, like so far left field. Like, what the fuck is going on, lady? But she's yeah, from Hawk, so she knows what's advertise up. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Tragic said, this is all based on her hog chapter experience. That was the that was the best part for me was when she decided to lay down her credentials as a, a, a as somebody who was in the know. Uh, her credential was, I ride my own bike, and I'm a member of Hog. And I was like, well, <laughs> "Fuck, man, let's sign her up. She's the next rider. We got to get yep. her on." Here. Yeah, that's. I mean, she's probably got more outlaw experience than you do, man. Oh, <laughs> De- Debbie's out there, fucking dude. Tell me, man. She's, She's probably real slinging more dick than uh, you know most one percenters are. Shit. <laughs> oh, pass around, Debbie. <laughs> you know, I like how we're talking about gangbangs and shit like that, and Jim's kids are over there making a ruckus. 
Oh, you can hear them? Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> just giving you shit, man. But that's good. We'll keep it. So, hey, Andar, we actually had a topic today, and we started talking about uh, doing Debbie. So let's move on from Debbie, the satire saddle tramp, and let's let's move on to our topic of the day. Yeah, number four. I, just, I wish I knew what Debbie was hanging out with because they're no... <laughs> If there's Did you catch that? If there's gangbangs going on every night, uh, I am hanging out with the wrong clubs. <laughs> but you missed it. I think you missed it, Dave. He did. He did. Yeah. We're like, what's your, what's your, you know, what's the topic for the day? Tragic looked away. He's like, yeah, number four. What's the topic? <laughs> That's why I kept going. Also, was that supposed to be like? Was that supposed to be like a like a zing? No, nah, man, it's fucking you wear that goddamn title with pride. I know. But anyway, um, so yeah, anyway, the, the point is that whatever party she's going to, nobody else is attending because half the time it's a bunch of dudes standing around looking at each other while somebody tends bar and you smoke cigarettes like their Philip Morris is going bankrupt. Actually, I think they did go bankrupt, so subscribe to that analogy. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the best part was is that, you know, I, I had to go look at Debbie's, uh, some of her pictures. Uh I'm pretty sure Debbie was just hoping, hoping to get an invite to somebody's wing party. Like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure she hasn't seen it. <laughs> she hasn't seen a dick in person in a long time. <laughs> you think that's what it was? I think so, man. Like, hey guys, watch out for those bad. Bu- oh, not me. <laughs> <laughs> you see that perm? She looked like Zach Gillikvinakis or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, minus the beard. She sure she did. She had the same fucking build, too. She <laughs> might have to. But speaking of Debbie on social media, that's our topic, social media. Um, and there's a lot of shit that we can cover with social media. Um, so to get it going, you know, one thing that we thought we'd start with is kind of biker news sites. I mean, I don't know. Are we are we classified? <laughs> It sounds cheesy to say. Um, are we classified as that? I don't. I don't know if I'd want to be classified as that. It's more just an opinion page. But yeah, I don't. I don't think of us. I know that when we were on the previous page, um, somebody started trying to call us journalists, and I was like, I'm not a fucking journalist. I never went to journalism <laughs> school. I fucking barely know the English language, man. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't consider us news. I mean, we share some news occasionally, like inadvertently, or like by accident. <laughs> Right, I think we share news stories when they're when they're relevant or pertinent to the you know just here in this room. I know we've shared like save the patch news stories and, and things like that, but I think there's a difference between a news site that tries to make money off of the news of that motorcyclists are involved in versus um, what we do, and I think it's a fine line to walk. And I think you know there's there's some out there um, that do it right. And there's some out there that are just absolutely trash. And you can tell they're just kind of the chicken hawks looking to make looking to make cash off off of the most kind of um, fuck. What's the word I'm looking for? But the, the most kind of extreme, you know, example that you would give of MCs or motorcycles. They're, they're trying to make that buck off of that kind of subsection. Well, they're very, very clickbaity. Uh, go ahead. Very, very clickbait oriented. Yeah, I was I was talking to a guy today um, in a one percent club, and, and we were, he was asked he asked me the same question because we saw that we had posted about the topic and stuff like that. 
and and he said, you know, what do you think about about this or that? And, and we were talking. And it's like, you know, even the the stuff that they're posting, even if it happens in these in these motorcycle clubs, you're still talking about a small mind and we're, we're not condemning it i'm not condoning it but you're still talking about a small subsection of a club that may be involved in in this confrontation or this you, you know you use the examples that are popular with debbie on tv you know the the pimping their women dealing drugs stealing bikes does this shit happen of course but you know some of these sites are focusing on that because it's going to make them a buck and, and it doesn't represent the community um as a whole nor does it represent the clubs that you know um especially with big clubs you guys like people forget like big clubs have you know if you have hundreds of or even thousands of members hey man some dudes live their life a certain way and that's an individual choice that they do that you know what i mean um so if you get some guy who gets popped you know and they found uh you know, uh, uh, a gram of some sort of, you know, uh, narcotics on that guy. And then all of a sudden it's a, a headline of, you know, biker gang member gets caught with drugs and distribution and all this. And it gets really blown out of proportion because it's sensationalized. Absolutely. I agree. hundred percent. And you don't see it like some guy that works for Microsoft. He gets busted for the same thing. The headlines don't read, oh, no, Microsoft drug dealing entity just doesn't work. Yeah, well, it doesn't have that that basically like sex appeal to it, like you know, I, and that's why it's kind of like I don't, I'm not a big fan of the the most of the, the biker news sites. The one biker news site that I actually was a huge fan of, um, R.I.P. Uh, the Aging Rebel, um, who who passed away um, not long ago, um, because he would go out and do his own reporting. He didn't just regurgitate stories that were like from the major media sites and it was posted on his page and give credit to that author. It was his own investigations and his looking into stuff. Um, you know, he even participated in, in, in trying to help save the patch um, with my club's case. Um, so it was a guy who was coming at it from an angle of not of trying to report the facts, trying to report the news, but being responsible and trying to not hurt the culture and i think you know he was somebody that had put in the legwork to earn that he didn't get that sort of i don't know what you want to call it credibility or acceptance to to report the stories from from major large clubs overnight i mean this is a dude that put in the legwork to say hey this is what i want to i want to tell the story because it's going to get told i want to put the right spin on it or i want to give a different angle that the public isn't going to see otherwise and i'm sure in the he probably got told the fuck off hundreds of times, thousands of times, before people were like, "No, yeah, this dude is legitimately there to tell our side of the story when when we can't, won't, or or, or choose not to." If you ever go on, you know, on his page, I don't know if it's still up. I'm sure it's still up for a little bit, at least. Um, it is. Yeah, it's still I, active. I, I hope that they it somehow um, preserve some of that. You know what I mean? Like memorialize some of those articles and whatnot. Um, but. Yeah, dude, if you go and look at some of the comments, there's plenty of times where dudes from all over the place, like straight up one percenters from clubs would be like, hey, man, and would like talk shit to him. And then like you'd often see sometimes later on after a discourse, they would be like kind of back off and they'd be like, oh, shit. OK, you are right, Rebel. Like, I mean, the guy had integrity as far as trying to do good for for the, the motorcycle culture, as far as reporting news, 
um, without you know, making it clickbaity. I think there's another one out there too that 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 Drifter turned me on to, um, and this might get some people riled up, but that Outlaw Archive on on Instagram, the dude, I would love to get him on a podcast. As far as that old school, like knowing where the history comes from, where it started, and not giving you a Hollywood spin, the dude is right on, and it pisses a lot of new guys off in some clubs. <laughs> and it, but he doesn't back down. He he brings everything with facts, and I don't know. The, he just um, you know he's not doing it to make money. He, you know he's he, he's preserving it in a museum, which obviously you know he can charge admission to the museum or whatever he plans to do long term with that. But he's not throwing out articles to get you to subscribe to geriatricsfuck.com or whatever you know he's, he doesn't have another angle to make money he's just like look this is some really cool shit that i'm passionate about here's the the artifacts that go with it and and take it for for what it's worth so hey have you been going through drifter's browser history is that where that came from oh you don't want to do that <laughs> uh, the outlaw archive or geriatrics fuck <laughs> the second one yeah so that guy is amazing um he sometimes it seems like he does have a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Like I'm going to fucking tell you what happened, whether you like it or not. And you're going to take it. Uh, but the amount of knowledge that guy has about Southern California motorcycle clubs is just unparalleled. And going back to aging rebel, one thing that uh, you kind of alluded to, but you know, when he got on a plane and went to Waco several times, he paid for that shit himself. So <clears throat> he, he will be missed. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think there's anybody who's set up quite to take that kind of um, that same role on yet. You know, um, like some of the big, the big popular ones are the ones that really drive me nuts. Everybody shares, and they're so clickbaity, and they're so. <clears throat> I get frustrated when I see other bikers on social media share those articles because it frames things in such a negative light, and it makes it that much harder like we're always at an uphill battle and like look at nobody's trying to say that clubs are a bunch of choir boys and we're all angels and you know uh, you know that we don't live our lives you know a certain way but fuck man like <laughs> can you don't make it seem like it's sons of anarchy constantly you know every time there's a any sort of violent thing that occurs somewhere in the nation that involves a motorcycle club member, that shit is just plastered all over the place. Well, let's face it. Bikers, man, we are a gossipy bunch, man. We're like two old ladies talking over the fence. So everybody wants to hear the latest, ooh, what did this 1%er do and what did that 1%er do? And they, these sites, they just kind of cater to that, you know? Ooh, let's talk about how this club is at war with this club and that's all bullshit, man. That's club business. Let them deal with it. And some of these guys are making they're they're not doing anything other than if you look in the article, they're not doing anything than reposting what they pulled off of like an AP wire or or, or a local news. They're not giving you. They're not even giving you their take. Like if they wanted to pick a side, if they wanted to give an opinion on right or wrong, if they wanted to give an opinion on how they feel it reflects on the motorcycle community, if they were actually involved in it. Uh, I could almost even even if I disagreed with it, I could almost understand it. But you're literally like just taking someone else's reporting, putting it on your site, adding in some hyperlinks, and calling it a day so you can get paid, and then then fucking having a, a a shitty radio show later. 
Yeah. And, ju- and just reading the article out loud and mispronouncing it. Fuck, I could read it better <laughs> than that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. You, I know you guys have been, uh, it, to me, it's that, it's, I'm going to say it. Fuck it. It's that insane throttle website. That shit is trash. You guys don't Ooh. fucking listen to that. I don't know the guy. I know he's not a one percenter, but he sure likes to talk on one percenter shit. His site is just regurgitated fucking news articles from mainstream media and just literally copy and paste it. And then he's making money off that. Like, how's that not fucking plagiarism? Like, you know what I mean? I know he's giving credit to the authors. I don't know, dude. The whole thing stinks. And I think, like, sites like that, like, go back to, like you said, put your spin on it. Anytime we talk about anything that happens, which is rare because, you know, we try to avoid specifics. We give our personal insight on it. But maybe that's the difference because we're an opinion in cultural site and we're not considered a, a new site so well, there's, there's there's something to spin off into i mean for you guys what consideration do you give when talking about a topic or or posting on it for me uh i every, every, <laughs> I, I, I have to filter myself a lot <laughs> say it isn't so yeah it, and it's not it's not anything nefarious it's not anything. It's just, um, it's really easy to, and I've talked about it before. If you have a patch on your back and you're a member of an organization and you say something, it can be taken as on behalf of that whole organization. Um, and we, I've always made it real clear with my participation on this show and, and page with you guys, my opinions, these are almost, these are all my opinions. These are not my club's opinions. They're, they're my views from my personal experience, and I won't ever speak on behalf of my club for the you know thing. That's not appropriate, I don't think so. And so that as a result of that, I have to really filter myself and watch and avoid getting caught in the fucking, you know, the readers are always asking, like, they always want to biker rivalries and what the gossip is, and they always want to try to get you to, to divulge, like, they're going to get the, like, the the mystery man behind the scene like they're gonna get some nugget of information that nobody else knows and you know so i just i just watch it that's it what about what about punk rock what do you what what do you consider before you interact post comment back whatever whatever say something on here what considerations if any do you have not a fucking thing man uh, that's not true so (laughs) no um uh recently um and I know, I know that we have, uh, you know, at least the three of us, had, or the four of us, had talked about it. Um, so I, I have a lot of, I, I got a lot of shit going on in my own life, my own head that that, that you know, you guys have helped me out through or helped me through, and uh, a lot. And it's mostly recently because um, I haven't, I haven't really been writing articles or anything like that. I just, I'm having trouble uh, talking about like protocol and tradition and stuff like that. Cause that's kind of like where, where, where I enjoy writing. Um, cause I feel like I'm a patchless fuck trying to tell somebody with a patch or wants to pursue a patch or is pursuing a patch, how to live their life. And I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to come off that way. And I know that while I'm sticking to tradition and protocol, I know it's the right information that I'm giving out. Um, it's just kind of hard. So I try to write in a way where it's more of a suggestion rather than like, hey, this is tried and true. I know this for a fact. This is definitely going to be gold in these areas. Do that. Um, 
And realistically, like when it comes to the comments and stuff like that, um, what, what the, the, really the only thing I take into consideration is um, most of the time I'll try to look at who I'm speaking to. And then does this person, is it an affiliate of any of our teammates fucking nations? And how do I go about this? So whenever I first started, I uh, way back on the other page, I made it a point not to say any club's name, even my own. And then it got to where, okay, I could slip in every now and then my own club's name. And now it's uh, to the point where, okay, I can say other clubs' names and write about them so long as it's in a positive light and kind of a historical thing, nothing contemporary. Uh, and I think that's okay. Because there is some amazing history out there with some of these clubs. I'm, I'm looking at you, Galloping Goose. and uh, <laughs> So that's where I am on all this. I think people are nervous to, to talk about club names because if it is, like you said, taken in a negative light, then suddenly you have a whole club that has a, a, a whole issue with you. Um, but, man, everybody loves that ego stroke and drifter you yeah, do it well with those with those, you know, those history pieces man because those guys go fucking berserk in the comments when you give them a little bit of love and the inbox well i think too like like you know like like drifter was saying um you know with that consideration and, and stuff like that there's so much good shit out there to talk about and i think even some of the negative that goes out there um when you talk about people doing doing you know things wrong or or ass backwards or whatever there's still a way that you can you can talk about it without having to spotlight somebody or or beat somebody you know beat somebody up and down with it or or whatever just say hey man you know we saw this this isn't the way i would do it um you know and, and i think people sometimes they want to get involved like somebody said earlier with that that social media drama and that just that ruins it um it's just it's pointless um you know for the for the most part not always um Sometimes, you know, that people come out from behind those keyboards. Um, but for for a lot of it, it's just, it's 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 pointless and it looks stupid. And it's like, why are we half the time guys that are calling out clubs or names or whatever? They're not even involved with those clubs. Like, I just never wanted to, to post something or to talk about something that became kind of just so juvenile um, as that. And I think sometimes, you know, we we've been told by we've been called i guess by by other people who don't matter that that we're afraid to tackle a subject or this or that i'm not afraid to tackle anything if you want to sit down and and talk about it i just think that if i'm going to use this platform there's so many other and better things that that i can talk about than petty bullshit drama or perpetuating stereotypes well, that's uh, what that's what i would expect a racist to say yeah, there's there's also a delicate way to tackle things, but you know what? When you were talking right now, I I, I realized the difference between us and why we're not a biker site, so or a biker news site. Sorry, because we are definitely a biker site. A biker news site news. If it's not negative, it's not in the news, right? All the headlines, things are is is you know violence and and negative negativity. Negativity sells. That's what's what's interesting for people. And a lot of our stuff is not negative. A lot of you guys, like especially you, um, Andor, and, and you, Drifter, um, was with the history pieces where it shows like a lot of the rich history. Um, and, and 
the, like there can be guys who can be like who the, the club you're riding on. They, they could be maybe with you know on the other side of a team or something, and be like, ah, I don't like those guys or whatever. But they still appreciate the history that you're that you're speaking on them. Um, it's still always fascinating to hear where all of the roots from all of the MC culture came from. Um, that, that's my take on it. That's the difference. We're not we don't spit all the negativity because we don't need to because we're not a news site. Um, we just talk about the cultural ins and outs and the history of it. I like that. And I, I think I, this I think is a place you, you can preserve. I mean, who knows what social media will look like a year from now, five years, ten years from now. But you can preserve so much shit that that we wish that our forefathers would have saved or or preserved in a better way. I'm not. I don't have this 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 ego or this head where I think that that that's what we're going to be able to do. But if we can at least be a platform where other dudes want to come and, and share that shit or talk about it or teach on it or, or tell a story about it. I mean, it's like, that's what, to me, that's the best part. I know pe- people say that, you know, oh, keep your shit off social media and don't have pictures of this or that. But I think, you know, if done right, absolutely. You, this is a great platform to, to share great shit about the club world and to preserve it so that the next dudes coming up uh, can see it. And I can tell you with, I can tell you with, I guarantee, no, uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Um, certainty. I, I, with certainty, can tell you every large 1% club that you can think of has said something positive to us in the inbox. Every single one. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what? I, I like that when the guys come to us and they're like, hey, can we share some of our history? I understand the secrecy. I understand that we're we're always worried, especially in a world where the government, you know, for us in, in clubs that are being targeted and, and and any little nugget they can get, they'll they'll spin and turn into a negativity thing. But like the only way uh, that I view that you can battle bad press is with good press, right? Like if you want to do that, you have to do it. And sharing those things is is a great way to do it. Like a lot of the mystique of the MC world, which I would never want to lose the mystique and secrecy of it. Like, I mean, that's what makes it obviously like a lot for a lot of people so cool. You know, what are those guys doing? What are they talking about? What are they? You know, it's all it's all this cool shit that they do. You I'm know, mostly just beer. Yeah, <laughs> and where we're going tonight, like what, 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 you know, and then people are like, what does that patch mean? What does this do? Oh, what what do you guys do? You know, it's a very mysterious culture. Um almost for the sake of, like, no reason at all. <laughs> like, it's just like, we're fucking like, well, I don't have to tell you, it's not your shit. Um, but people, like, go off on tangents with that shit. And so if you can put off, like, some good PR, you know, by sending in a thing about your club that's been around or whatever, um, people fucking gobble that shit up. They love it. I love learning about new clubs all the time. Wait, I you think guys... Was, I think it was you or, or Grifter that had something a while that was, like, like really spot on. Um, that was like, you know, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. Um, that picture of you doing blow off some girl's ass crack is probably not the way to do it. If your patch is present uh, <laughs> or showing, um, you know, there's, you know, but a picture of just you banging down the road or, or some cool site that you went to or, or a, or a historical member, you got your picture next to or whatever. I mean, those are different than you robbing a Seven Eleven. Like, I mean, there's just, there's a, there's a thing to share and there's a thing not to. And I think some people just fuck that up. Yeah. So here's yeah. what happens whenever you don't, record these things and, and and do it right you guys saw that picture i sent 
of a guy in my club sweater. I, it's probably from the 50s, but we don't know. We don't know who that guy is. We're trying to find him. But we just have this picture of a guy in a 13 Rebels racing sweater. We don't know anything about him. You know, I, I don't want 30 years from now. I don't want 30 years from now some guy looking at our clubs going, well, who the fuck was that? Yeah. At least have some sort of snippet on it. Yeah. You know, like, who, it, like, look how, look, like, look how excited you guys get when you see, when you come across, like, a new photo of, like, um, you know, David Mann or, or, you know, uh, oh, yeah. You know, the, a lot of the guys that you guys follow, like, the historic, you know, a lot of historic, bikers whenever like a new photo comes out now this day and age especially in the one percent world like we've social media pictures for a long time they try to ban that for a lot of people but dude you can't it's just it's a fucking beast dude (laughs) you can't people take pictures and take selfies and people see us on the road and they're going to take pictures and they post it um it's like it's like andar said don't post the picture doing a rail off some stripper's ass but hey, man, post that picture with you, you know, arms, arm in arm with your brothers, you know, out on a ride, you know, and, you know, maybe that was a historic ride or that's a memorial ride or whatever it is. Like that stuff is fucking gold, man. Punk rock, you over there? Are you awake? Yeah, sorry. I got work blowing me up here. It's fucking 530 at night. Here we are. Priorities, man. Yeah, sorry, guys. So when you're talking about preserving history and stuff like that, there's definitely a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And I'm sure like tragic, like your club, right? I'm sure that they wish that they would have preserved some more stuff in like the written form and in the form of pictures and stuff like that. Um, you know, because then you lose so much history when you don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I would love to, like, like have, like, my ideal thing, like, what I think would be fucking rad as shit would be have, like, a big coffee book of, like, you know, you'd have, you know, for different for different clubs where you could look back, like, here's when they started. Here's the originals. Here's the first time this chapter branched out to this. Here's well, This is the, the first chapter that branched out of state from where they started. Like, all stuff that is not secretive due to, um, like, any concern of, of how it'd be manipulated, but just historical aspects of it. Pictures of, you know, the, the original guys from the club, you know, what their bikes look like, how, they, how their look has changed over, you know, the last you know, 50, 60, 70 years, you know, it's fucking, I think that shit's cool, man. The patch evolution is always interesting for clubs. That's fucking one of the the, the coolest ones, like tripping out on like what the original patch looked like back then, which in general, like no offense to anybody, but in general, most clubs, that first patch looks like dog shit for most everybody. It's like, (laughs) it's like, it's like a three-year-old usually drew it and then they go, all right, that's a that's a filler for a little bit, and then we're gonna fix this up. And it, it, in some of the patches, it's cool to watch like how many reiterations they've gone through and how it's you know gone one direction or another. And some clubs actually hide that shit. There's there's a club out there, very large club that everybody's heard about, but whatever they kind of restarted, there was a shitload of different patches, and they've gone through several different iterations of types of patches, but they hide all that shit. I, I just don't understand it. Yeah. Should embrace it. 
and that's and see the the history that goes along with that too like you can tell like oh this is first off it's gonna be a like a mile marker but in years right it's gonna you know you could be like oh this was between you know like 63 and 67 when they you know the fucking charleston chapter fucking you know whatever right just pulling a city out of my ass fucking they designed this patch and the whole club fucking adopted it and you know and why it went from the original to the second iteration and then so on and so forth see but again it just comes down to preserving history Um, but social media can also be misused as well yeah and and i don't know about you guys but for clubs like mine you know you can use social media to promote you know parties and events and you know things like save the patch um but you also have to remember not everybody following you is uh is a lover there are haters out there um and one of them are law enforcement so like real simple shit like if you're out of your national run um and you hear like when law enforcement comes up and harasses you and they go hey what's going on inside there guys and you're like, oh, nothing. They're like, oh, it's so cool. It's cool because we've been watching, you know, on Facebook Live. Like, that's a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, don't do that kind of shit. Like, and there's, I, I've heard yeah. of, I've, I've heard law enforcement say that to patch members before. Like, hey, how, what's going on in there? And, and guys say something, you know, like a smart ass remark. And they go, oh, yeah, it's cool. I watched it on Snapchat last night. Dog. So, <laughs> what but, are you doing? Thank Dudes are like, you know, oh, can't wait to hop down to to this bar. And I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe that's one of those ones. I usually try to have like a, a tw- like a 12 hour rule. Like I've been gone from wherever that picture is for at least 12 hours before I post it, if, if it's club related. Uh, uh, otherwise, if I'm just like punk rock's got a finger up my ass, I'll post that right away. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, that bar's open again, by the way. <laughs> But yeah, if it's, if it's club related, you know, a 12, 24, 48 hour rule, something like that is usually a, a, a decent practice. So why would the cops say that to you? And I'll tell you, it's just to cause uh, issues within your own club. There's no reason to tell you that they're watching that shit or that they know you put it on Facebook Live. They're trying to get you pissed off at your brother. Yeah, and that's what it. Because I was like, when I've heard that, I've heard that before um, joining my current club. I've heard it um, after, um, and I'm like, first of all, if you ever sitting there following someone and you're and you're having all the privy and you're getting to be able to watch all the fucking, you know, details unfiltered, why the fuck would you rat yourself out about that? Like you wouldn't, you know what I mean? Um, but there are people like, dude, um, a long time back. Um, there was this Snapchat account. I forgot what it's called, um, and, I, and I won't say it, but it's for a region in California. And people from the, living it would post things about living out in this state, like the, the California lifestyle. And there would be people on there fucking showing pictures of all this money, showing pictures of all these fucking, these, you know, hood rat chicks they've got with them, all these substances they have with them, and just posting it to a, a page that would just repost it for them. And I'm like, and then every once in a while, you'd see fucking bikers with their patches in there, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> oh, well. Hey, one thing I just learned from social media 33 minutes ago is that 13 Rebel John Penner um, was one of the first Americans to be uh, to go over to Europe and ride motocross. He was a uh, trophy-winning uh, desert rider 
um, who then rode motocross in Europe. So thanks for social media to that. So yeah. 13 oh. Rebels, they don't ride, dude. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's the weird. The 13 Rebels are just a bunch of old people. I resemble that remark. Yes, yeah. you do. But here's my problem with, with Dave's comment. He said he found that 33 minutes ago, but we've been recording for 36 minutes. You know, there's attention. And sometimes I start scrolling through different stuff. Uh, I've also watched a porn. You have so, ADD, oh, is that don't why, you? Is that why you kept going off a of camera and, like, you were shaking? You were just having <laughs> <laughs> he, found, he, found, he found Debbie's last uh, wing party, and uh, Ooh. <laughs> you could see things in the black and white photos. We actually oh. put that on our Instagram to see if that's what people wanted to hear the um, the story of. Oh, about Debbie's gangbang. Yeah. Can I please write the story on that? Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced, guys, that she was out there trying. She was trolling. She was looking for. She was looking for a good time. You know what? I think it's probably because she figured out that Drifter and Silent are kind of like the older members of our crew. So she's probably out here just cruising for fucking for dick, man. That's probably how, how are you, you up, man. How are you going to disrespect Professor like that? He's like 55. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like we show people pictures of Professor and be like, that is a 32 year old man right there. Yeah. It's that voice of his, man. He just lays that voice on you, and dude, you just you just ease away, dude. It's it's fucking velvet with an English accent, too. Like, oh god, just black don't crack, man. <laughs> Real shit. That's yo. That's not even racist. That's just fact. It's not racist. <laughs> Somebody tell me my race looks fucking good at old age, and we look fucking younger than I'm not going to take that as offense. <laughs> right here, I am at 30 years old. I look like a aging pirate's footbed. Yeah, man, I'm about to turn 40. People are like, hey, man, you got your AARP card? Fuck. <laughs> hey, Preach just called. He said you crackers are pretty racist. You need to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> See, we the fact that, but they, but Jim hasn't been on for so long. He's got to get his jabs in too. Yeah. But the fact. That that tragic's a grandfather just freaks me out. Just that weirds me that's, out. That's weird. Oh, that freaks me out too. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I come from a neck of the woods where we fucking we just start early, man. See, well, when I'm your I'm age, not, I'm not gonna say that I live in a highly uh, Hispanic area where you know, <laughs> fucking where most everybody's got kids while they're in high school and got grandkids by the time they finish college. You know, if finish college, who does that? <laughs> You know, you know, you're in a quality neighborhood when your high school part of your like high school application is like, all right. And do you need childcare? Yeah. <laughs> I had a, um, I had another question um, related to then the social media stuff. So what? Uh, speaking of social media, what club is Ken going to join? Ooh, that Ooh. one. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Iron <laughs> Rockets. Oh, you can fuck all the way out. We are now free oh. to out again. Um, <laughs> I want to defend Ken real quick. He gives himself a hard time earlier about not writing articles because he's not in the club anymore. At the moment. At the moment, he's not in a club, but it's not like you were some douchebag who got fucking kicked out bad after being in it for a year and hasn't been back for a decade and then they're spouting shit. It's different. You try to help people and you don't talk shit about the culture. You try to promote it. And I think it's an interesting perspective to come from, too. Like, you can talk about what a lot of, I mean, 
let's say half, maybe more, are going through and looking for a good fit, looking for the right home, knowing when it, when it's for them. Um, I think we get we get that probably just as much as anything else, if not more. Uh, and you kind of the have most. that perspective. The most. Like we're, how many times have we had guys going like, hey, man, how do I find my club? And usually we all just go like, go out and ride. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, I didn't fucking think about that, huh? Uh, like that's <laughs> That's why I, that's why I messaged you guys. Thanks for that. But no, for real, it's like a lot of guys are always struggling. Like, how do you find the right fit? How do you go through the process? We've had guys ask like, hey, how many clubs is too many? And it's like always an individual question because it's like, well, what what was the certain the circumstances with those other clubs? Like we tease Ken, at least I tease the shit out of him uh, about, I was like, hey man, you're going on your third club. This has to be the final one and fucking, you know, <laughs> you lose all credibility. Well, in, in, but in when you look at your circumstance, you didn't leave a club because it was like it, it, it wasn't like you're not a club jumper, you're not a club hopper. Yeah. So, well, you have a special circumstances, you know, yeah. being active duty, and you get you know the will wherever Uncle Sam's going to send you. That's where you are. Yeah. And for yeah, some of you readers, y'all better lay off his ass about the white claws, okay? I'm gonna start fucking jamming you guys up when I see you fucking go to your profile pictures and see some of the shit on your pages. <laughs> hey, so I started doing that, right? Everybody <laughs> make a white claw. I look in there and there's either a white claw or a truly somewhere in there. And it's like you motherfuckers, you fucking yeah. bitches. I'm over here suffering through fucking some dog shit over here, right? Because that's apparently what men drink. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what a man is. Because I'm not one. That's for sure. I'm fun-sized. I'm like a giant 16-year-old. Shot of rum will take care of that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just drink scotch like me. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, whiskey has kind of been my go-to. Recently. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you will eventually find your home. But right now, you're... You have to suffer through geography and where yeah. you are. You know, there's a limited situation there and you're not going to be there forever. So why jump into something that when you move away might not be there for you? Yeah, no, that's that's actually why I refuse to join a club while I'm in Florida. Um, but it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I, I totally I, I mean, I kind of forgot about it. And then Dave reminded me of this today. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, like. Let's let's psychoanalyze Ken and we'll fucking, you know, see how many other patch offers he gets today or, you know, however that conversation went. I don't know. I've been drinking for a while. But I, I forgot that you got a patch offer after one of the episodes. Yeah, that was it was uh, the last time we like analyzed me was uh, I was hit up by a club here uh, it uh, a, a pretty large club as well. Like you, you people have heard the name. They're like, fuck it. We don't got to read the application. We just heard everything about them. Yeah, like, oh, dude, you're on a protocol site? Fucking, you don't need a prospect. Come get your patches, brother. And it's like, hold up. First off, how did you get my information? <laughs> Second. Do you think you're going to have to be, like, a fucking, just, like, the best prospect in the fucking world? You wait, wait, you go, wait. Just because cause you're part of this page and people know, like, the expectation is going to be fucking, like, up here. Like, you're going to have to be super prospect, dog. Like, you're going to have to be fucking, like, or... Or are they just going to say, fuck it, you don't have to prospect? No. <laughs> I will literally spend every dollar I have to get that 
anybody in that organization to tell me stories about him that he's not telling us. I mean, I, that'll be my day one post, and every day after that will be, <laughs> here's the offer, send me what you got. <laughs> or, do they, or do they make him prospect like longer and harder than anybody else because the expectation is higher? It's probably, it's probably going to be the latter. Because um, honestly, man, first off, if I were to find a club and be like, yes, this is the way I want to go. And they say, hey, man, like you don't, you don't have to prospect. I'm just, all right, cool. So curb appeal, but not what I want, right? Because yeah. real shit. Like if, you're not, if, if everybody doesn't prospect, then that organization is bullshit, right? So anyway <laughs> – um, but yeah, like if, if a club's like, oh, you don't need a fucking prospect. It's like, all right, all right, well, yeah, this is probably not the right fucking club for me if they're not going to make everybody go through the same fucking process. Um, but honestly, I don't know what to fucking expect, man. I hope to God that their expectations aren't, you know, them having some like MC God trying to fucking make their way to their fucking to their brotherhood because that for sure ain't fucking it. Um, if they've read your post, they already know. They know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's that too. And be like, oh, oh, Punk Rock did a history article today. I bet you it's either on the 13 Rebels or the Boots Fighters. Like, <laughs> he, knows, he knows everything. Um, <laughs> so, hey, did you see your boy uh, writing about how he could, your buddy writing about how he couldn't find anybody on a Saturday or Sunday to ride with him? Bro, so I understand where he's coming from. You dodged a bullet. I that might have worked out for the best for you. That, his complaints, man. I, I sh- it was like old yeller. Like I feel like I had a tear coming out for this guy. Like I was gonna go out there and ride with him. <laughs> <laughs> Change it up a little bit. Um, talking about prospects, I can tell a difference between a prospect in my club whenever they've been in a club before. They're a better prospect but they're also a lot more impatient. They're looking for that patch a little bit sooner than a guy who's never been in a club. So, you know, it's a little give and take there. Yeah. You think, you think that's a deterrent? Like, not a deterrent. I, I don't know what the right word is, but where you've already, you've already went through it and now you found something that's, you know, like maybe you're forever home. Maybe you're in a smaller club. Whatever the case may be, you ran into something like, you know, you were in the military and you had to leave. Whatever. You're looking for that next home. You're like, oh man, I don't know if I can another six months, another twelve months of this. Like, it's literally got to be like, depending on the club that you're looking at, like gearing up to go back to prison. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? like, I don't know if I can do this again. Yeah, I mean, like, look at I'm I'm with my club for life. Um, but hypothetically, if for some reason I I didn't. And I had to like the idea of prospecting and like fuck that dog. Like not in a fucking years, <laughs> dude. <laughs> not, well see, you also went years when I'd be like, you know what I'd like to do? Just go fuck my whole world up for you know, another fucking nah dip nah. I, I, <laughs> see, I you're also, you also it, but I'm not interested in it at all. Fuck no, dude. <laughs> you also went through a prospect period for a club that you I mean, you absolutely fucking have to prove yourself. You know, there's wow. clubs out there where it's like, ah, we got a prospect period that's three weeks long. Fill this application out, officer. I mean, brother. I, know, I also wouldn't be able to look at, at prospecting for another club as, like, I, I look at my club so highly, I couldn't look at, like, pro- I'd be like, hey, man, like, 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I would just have this bias, and maybe it's because I'm looking at it from, like, a hypothetical viewpoint, but I would have a hard time being like, okay, like, really? I'm still doing this? And I think that's what you're talking about, Jim, is, like, if you have experience going through some shit, you kind of expect it to, like, maybe come along faster. Like, if you go to a new job and you've already done that job before but for a different company, you would probably expect to be going through the advancement faster because you already know all your shit, right? It's oh, yeah. expectation. Um but at the same time, prospecting is not all about what you know. It's what you show. Well, on top of that, you know, it's you prospected for, a, you know, a different club. You know, you paid your dues over there. You didn't pay your dues over here. Yeah. You know, insane, so, and I think uh, personally, I think anybody that goes through a prospect period um, for a second or third or fucking, even a fourth fucking time. God damn it, if you're looking at dog shit, <laughs> you know. But if you're looking at, oh well, because I have this experience, I should have my patch faster. You're already like I would already like the second I heard that as a patch holder, I would fucking pull oh. every last one of your days that you had. Be like, no, nope, bitch, today's day zero. Congratulations. Yeah, that's no way. Yeah. You know? I don't know if you remember long, on the other page, I I'd written an article of like. Be careful of using terminology when you're prospecting. Like, say, for instance, when I get my patch. Like, fucking saying when I'm patched in or when I get... Oh, you just fucked your whole goddamn life up. Like, don't say shit like that. Like, yeah. if, if I get my patch, this is what I would, you know. But even then, like, avoid that shit at fucking all costs. That's just going to... You're just setting yourself up for someone to just decide to just mess with you and ruin your day. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely if... I. Th- Personally, right? Obviously, not speaking for anybody. I think it's kind of a trick bag if a prospect ever has to use, you know, if they ever have to stop and think about that. Well, if I patch in patch holder, it's gonna be, you know, that's that's a trick bag question. You're just getting set up to fail. So just, oh, I don't know. I'm just over here being a prospect patch holder. That's that's that should be your fucking response. Yeah, it's like when it's like when full patch come over and they ask a prospect like, oh man, how come you haven't patched in yet? Or when are you gonna patch in? What's going? You know. What's wrong with you? How come you haven't patched it yet? <laughs> like, am I supposed to answer this? Uh, there's no fucking good answer. Uh, do you want to be a patch holder? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking, there's right. no good answer for that fucking question. Dude, I got I got hit with that. Like, oh, man, you've been prospecting for a while. Why, why, why haven't you patched in yet? And I just fucking looked at him and be like, because uh, I'm defective. I just, I just look at him and be like, they haven't voted me in. Oh, oh! So they haven't voted you in yet. I was like, no, that's not what I said. They haven't voted me in. There's no yet. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Dave? You looking over there like you're like, why the fuck are we talking about prospects? No, I was thinking about something else. I was thinking about um, something you had hit on, like about being, you know, for life. And I think you know, there's kind of that, um, there's kind of that idea, and there's kind of that perception when you hit the level of somebody like like what you're at, that it should be for life. And if it doesn't work out for better worse whatever you know however valid um or legitimate the reason or however you know stupid the reason if it doesn't work out there should be no next time to prospect when you've hit that certain level or that certain league and i think that that was more prevalent previously um i think it's something where now um we're seeing some people deciding that they want to um pursue another pursue another high level club 
um, and they're being allowed to, and that's not for, for me to talk on, but I think it's, it's an interesting take when you have one perception, which is yours talking about, you know, this is for life and there's no way that I could go somewhere else. And then you're seeing other people, um, who are saying, you know what, I went through the, the hell that is that, that prospect phase or the, that probate phase. And now I'm going to go over here and do it for this very large 1% club. Again, I think it's an interesting dynamic for one, the person that that wants to do that for whatever the reason. And then also, uh, you know, for the club that's like, yeah, sure. Come on. Um, You know, that was something that was a little bit more taboo, I think, back in the day. Today, uh, I'm a pretty easy guy. I think everything is kind of circumstantial. And I also think there's a ton of shit that's not my business. (laughs) But that doesn't mean that I don't notice it um, or observe it. You know what, like, so every everybody gets the their club forever, forever their club, right? So that's that was my first. That's my first club tattoo was my my diamond that has my my um, you know uh, uh, initials, you know club name, uh, initial club initial forever, forever club initial. Um, to me, that's like it's not just like the, like, because that's what everybody does and everybody, everybody does it. But to me, like, I, like, I mean that that's me. Like if I, if I, for some reason, you know, was no longer in a club like that, this is my last club. I wouldn't do it again. Um, That's how strongly I feel that I'm at the right spot where I'm at. And the, the devotion that I've put towards, towards making it to where I've made it. Um, and I love those guys. And that's not to, to mean that I couldn't ever ride with a group again or something or hang out with homies who ride or whatever. But as far as the club life goes, yeah, this is it. And I could not see, like, going through all that, the amount of devotion that, that me and, and my brothers show towards our club. Like, I couldn't ever, like, switch gears and, and, and give somebody or another organization that that you know what i mean like that's special between me and my club um and uh, i couldn't replicate it and uh, i wouldn't want to well i kind of got my two cents on that too is you're talking about the dedication and love that you and your brother show each other and how much you all pour into your club right yeah that is to me that's the first step in raising the next generation right like when because because you have to lead by example and you have to make that something you know when when a prospect looks at that they have to need that in their life they don't have to want it they shouldn't you know it's not a nice to have they have to need that in their life and when you have them work so hard for that for so long they're never going to want to give that up because like you've said multiple times tonight I'd never fucking do that again, especially for another club. Yeah. Obviously, if it came down to, to, you know, like if you fucked up and they say, hey, you got to fuck prospect again, because obviously you didn't learn. Oh, the, yeah, there's a the big yeah, difference. That, that, that's that's the difference. Right? But, that, but see, that's the difference. I would willingly do the prospect phase that way. <laughs> somebody that didn't go through the prospect phase that way to that extent, to that depth. Yeah. They look, you know, if they get looked at and be like, hey, you fucked up, either, you know, we're either going to, you know, center punch you or, you know, you're just going to go back to day one prospect. They're going to be like, nah, man, I'm fucking, here you go, you can have this, you know, but since you had to go through that, you had to prove yourself, you had to earn that. 
and you watch that shit every fucking day that you were trying to earn your way there. I think that's what makes the big difference. Well, that's why I think like clubs that don't have a, um, who don't make you really earn it. Like, especially it's always like usually like new clubs and pop-up clubs and stuff like that in general. But if you don't earn it, it doesn't have any value to you. So if you were able to just, someone handed you a patch from mail in or whatever the fuck, and you didn't have to, to sacrifice for it and earn it. It doesn't have the same luster. Like I, I, I still to this day, you know, I'm my the proudest day of my life was being patched in. Proudest day of my life, the more more than anything, career wise, more than anything, family wise for me, more than anything, my proudest moment was fucking making it into my club. I I still think back on it, and you know, and fucking, I don't want to say like get emotional and get all fucking teary-eyed you know bitch or anything <laughs> but i when i think back on it it's a strong emotion i think about it. it's it's one of the strongest i've ever had and it, that to me like and that's i don't know if that's just me or if that's the difference between what some people's you know clubs are versus you know other clubs or or what it is but to me that was my that's the pinnacle of of my achievement what i've done with my life so far all right what the hell are we talking about uh, I went on a rant, and it was a good rant. And I, I could see uh, oh, oh, punk rock over there getting a little teary eyed over it. It'll, it'll happen. It' okay. It'll happen for you. <laughs> Babe, come in here. Babe, come here. Yeah. One two one two. Hi. I thought you were like working or something. No. Oh, whoa. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Calm no, down no. there, number four. <laughs> Now you're like yelling at someone. There's man shit in here. Now we're gonna have to edit this. Take a shower. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you saying, Lisa? She's gonna go get in the shower. Get the fuck out. We can finish the show without you. Yeah. Really. No. 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 She doesn't. Her boyfriend's over. She doesn't want me in there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Does he want any Cheez-Its? Uh, I made him a nice dinner. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to the edit point. What were we talking about? I just talked about getting patched in, and that was the crowning achievement of my pathetic existence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I agree. There was, like, way more mouth movement and facial shit going on earlier when you <laughs> get the fucking sound back, and it's fucking like we're in the movie Ghost, and he goes Patrick Swayze on us and goes, ditto. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm leaving this part in there too. So for for everybody that just got confused for a minute, uh, I Spotify, agree. All right, fuck. Spotify didn't skip on you or anything like that. That was a joke that people that grew up in the '90s would understand. And uh, we've been having some technical difficulties with with Drifter's microphone, and now he's back. We think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, neat." Hey, you know what? Just just pick it up at the part where my wife comes in, because I feel like every banter after that was was great, was just spot on. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> and it ended up all the stupid shit that you said prior to that. Like the whole show? No, no. No, 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 no. just me throughout the whole show. <laughs> what about you, punk rock? I mean, it's tragic talking. <laughs> Wait, was that was that your wife that um that Debbie says you have to pimp out to your whole club? Yeah, yeah, that's why she's in the shower. 
Yeah. Oh, oh it's, no, no, it's no. The rest no. of his chapter's in there, too. No, no, no. Bad, bad. <laughs> Jim's like, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. You guys are inappropriate. Yeah. Wisconsin shower. There's a hose and five dudes holding it. So what's the next one going to be about? Um, well, you got your homie. Um, and we have Mac Black. So you want to see if next week we can get uh, we can get those two on and we can do our support our support club. No, yeah. we need to get and, and I, I've got a couple of brothers who have agreed to come on too. Uh, shout out to my bro uh, Tank and uh, bro Corpse. They've been they've agreed to come on at some point. If you guys give me some fucking dates and times, good um, luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> that yeah. is not a specialty. No, I mean if it. I think it would honestly be easier for me to just take my laptop down to Corpse's house uh, instead of like fucking hammering in dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Oh, oh if you followed him on Instagram? Fuck yeah. Um, by the way, uh, Corpse, uh, I, I love your life. And I had so many questions. Yeah. <laughs> looks like fucking Channing Tating or whatever that fucking guy's Channing name is. Channing Tating. Yeah, okay. that dude. Just looks like, like that dude. Fuck y'all up. Fucking goddamn, dude! His life looks fucking spectacular. I was just telling somebody about him the other day. Like, goddamn, I, I fucked up somewhere. So yeah, we'll either do uh, we'll either do one of your uh, uh, a show with your brothers, or uh, we'll do the support one. Yeah. So oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do something next time. We're gonna do the, talk about stuff with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I feel like the support one's a big. And we have hey, listeners comment. Let us know in the comments. Because we have a shit where you can participate and say, yeah, I like that episode and comments that help us. Um, I, like, <laughs> I, I like how you did that. Like, I'm going to post the video. <laughs> yeah, like, like they can see my hand gesture. Uh, it puts <laughs> comments in there like, what you guys want to hear next? Do you want the support show? Do you want us to get some other dudes on here? I don't know. You can sit around my thumb up my ass. Like, I don't know. Let us know. Hey, if, uh, you, guys go on the, uh, if you guys go on the IG, um, Punk Rock's uh, uh, buddy, uh, drama. He has some good shit on there too. Um, some ideas for some shows and, and whatnot. Yeah, dude, drama. Drama's legit, dude. Drama's dope as fuck. I gotta look at that. So yeah, all right. So next week we'll do something with some people. Can you hear me? No, so, we can't hear you. Jesus. Fucking boom. <laughs> all right. So hey, it's been uh, it's been great, guys. So like, hey, and like Dave said, check out our Instagram. Uh, the number four, and then the word four underscore the road on Instagram. Pretty much the same damn thing without the underscore uh, on Facebook. For those of you for some reason that don't follow us on Facebook, um, Tragic posts some nice thick chicks, and I post chicks that'll drag you to hell. So at least, you know, there's some sort of compensation there besides the education and witty banter. From oh my uh, God. He's like destroying his whole computer. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is gonna be the weirdest fucking exit ever. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, Drifter, for making this exit really awesome. Uh, I really hope that you operated your boats better than you operated a microphone. So hey, thanks again for checking us out this week, guys, and we'll catch you again next week. <laughs>